Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach and Ayurvedic health counselor. Each week, I'm here to help you reduce stress, heal burnout, and master work-life balance so you can reignite your passion for life. Consider each episode a permission slip to take a deep breath, reconnect with yourself, and remember just how amazing you are. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you are here. Welcome to the moon and your menstrual cycle part two. If you haven't already listened to last week's episode, that was part one, a introduction to the innate deep link that exists between the moon cycle and a woman's menstrual cycle. If you haven't listened to that yet, you might want to pause this and go back and listen because today we're going to take that discussion one step further. Well, kind of a giant leap further, honestly. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about each of the four phases of our menstrual cycle in more depth and the corresponding phase of the moon in a bit more detail. And I also want to share a bit more about how you can align your life with the moon and work with the moon in your menstrual cycle to thrive, to bring balance to your mind, body, and spirit. And I mentioned last week that this topic is really near and dear to my heart because for a long time, I fought against my period. I hated getting my period every month. I saw it as such a nuisance because it was incredibly painful. And for most of my life, I worked in a regular nine to five office building or, you know, I was in academics, I was in school, completing college or my master's or whatnot. And so my periods were so painful that I would have to go home from work. It was so bad. And I wanted to be on and productive and high energy all the time. Yet for a few days each month, I just couldn't. I couldn't do that. I felt really low and I felt a lot of pain around my period. As women, our cycles affect a lot, right? The flow of hormones within our body throughout the month affect a lot. They affect our energy levels, our skin, our nutrition, our our nutritional needs, our mood, our mindset about the day, how productive we are, how creative we are, our sex drive, all these things. All of these things are meant to flow and change throughout the month. We have a consistent rhythm, but we are not consistent day to day throughout the month with all of these things. Now I have a much better relationship with my period in large part because I have a deeper understanding of what's going on in my body and the different gifts of each phase, which I'll share with you today. And through Ayurveda, I was able to heal a lot of the uncomfortable, painful cramps and other symptoms that I was experiencing during my cycle and particularly during my bleeding phase. 
So that has been a big journey for me. And my period is not totally pain-free, even after years of doing this work, but it is so much better, so much better than it used to be. I wanted to share this part of the conversation as a separate episode, because once you kind of get the basics down, the basics that we talked about last week, that foundational understanding about why this is important and why you want to respect and honor and work with your menstrual cycle and the moon, then you can come back to this episode time and again to more deeply connect to these cycles. So as you're planning for your week and reflecting on the phase of the moon that you're in and the phase of your menstrual cycle that you're in, you can re-listen to this episode. And to make working with your cycle and the moon as easy and as accessible as possible for you, I'm going to timestamp when I talk about each phase so you have a nice, easy reference there. You can go look at the show notes or look at the notes under the podcast, wherever you're listening to your podcast, and you can see when I start chatting about each phase. So you can go back and reference that. I still reference this stuff. I actually have a a PDF that I created for myself and that I share with my clients. (laughs) It's kind of like a little two-page PDF um, cheat sheet, if you will, that I reference almost every week when I'm doing my weekly planning, just to remind myself of what's going on in my body, what's going on in my environment, so that I can plan accordingly and work with the cycles of nature. What I'm going to share with you today are guidelines. You're going to notice that for you, certain things feel different. This is just a starting point. Last week, I invited you to start tuning into your unique cycle. And so I want to encourage you to trust your experience and honor your experience, your unique body over any information that I share with you today. And if you notice that something I share today doesn't really resonate with you, or maybe what you experience in your body is quite different than what I share as typical, then that could be one of two things. So A, it might be indicative of a hormonal imbalance, or B, not. (laughs) You can be perfectly healthy and experience the moon cycle and your menstrual cycle quite different than normal. Ayurveda, and as an extension of that, my work recognizes that we are all unique. We are all unique and experience life differently. And you, my friend, know your body best. So without further ado, let's dive into each of these four moon and menstrual cycle phases. So the way I'm going to be sharing this today is as if your cycle is aligned with the moon. And that's not always the case. That's something that you want to be aware of, whether or not you are aligned. But if that's not the case, if you and the moon are not aligned at the moment, then that's okay. That often happens in today's modern society. 
especially if you are living in an urban area, it can be very difficult to actually align your cycle with the moon. And if that's the case, that's okay. I would first prioritize working with your menstrual cycle, what's going on in your unique body, because that will probably influence your mood and how you function in the world more dramatically <laughs> than what's going on with the moon. But also note where the moon is in its cycle, because that will give you a bit more of an understanding of the energetics going on outside of you in nature, in your environment. According to Ayurvedic wisdom, each of the phases of the moon and menstrual cycle are also related to certain elements. You might remember a few episodes back, I did a couple podcast episodes about the five elements of nature. I've also recorded seasonal podcasts about each of the three doshas, pitta, kapha, and vata. So here, as I'm going through these phases, I'm going to share which of the elements are related to each phase, but I'm not going to dive into each of these elements and all the details there because I've already recorded podcast episodes about that. So be sure if you haven't heard those episodes to go check out the show notes for this episode, because I will link to each of those episodes where you can find out more about the elements. So these four phases, our first phase, and remember this is a cycle, so I'm just picking a place to start. This isn't actually first, right? It's part of a circle that continues on and on and on. But first we'll start with the bleeding phase. So this is when you are on your period and that corresponds to the new moon. In Ayurvedic speak and the doshas, we have this bleeding phase correlating with the pitta dosha. There's a transformative power, right? Anytime we have blood, a lot of heat, there's that transformative power of pitta. And that is related to the fire and water elements. Next, we have the follicular phase. I'm going to go through these one at a time. Um, quickly here, and then we'll dive in deeper to each phase. So next we have the follicular phase, and that is related to the waxing moon. So the moon is getting bigger and bigger, and in our bodies, we're going from the bleeding phase, building up to our ovulation. So that building energy is called kothic energy in Ayurveda, and it's associated with the water and the earth elements. The next phase in our menstrual cycle is the ovulating phase. This is correlating with the full moon in the moon cycle. So during this phase, like the bleeding phase, we have pitta coming in, that pitta energy, that energy of transformation. So here, your body, your cells are literally transforming into a new being, right? If you were to get pregnant during this ovulation phase, this is the period when you could get pregnant. So we have that pitta, that transformation occurring. And the associated elements here are fire and water. Lastly, we have the luteal phase of our menstrual cycle. So this is as we are going from finishing up ovulation toward getting our period, towards bleeding again. And that's associated with the waning cycle of the moon or the waning portion of the lunar cycle. So the sun, or sorry, the moon is getting smaller and smaller. 
And from the Ayurvedic perspective, this is related to vata energy and associated with the air and ether elements. So now let's dive a bit deeper into the energetics and also some recommendations for self-care and kind of <laughs> moving through the world for each of these phases, starting with the bleeding phase, the new moon. So during your bleeding phase, your energy is probably going to be quite low, but your intuition is very high. So during this time, you want to make as few appointments for yourself as possible and consider taking some time off work if you can, if that's possible for you, especially for the first day or two of your period. And if not, if that's not possible, then just plan knowing that this is coming and either get ahead of your work if possible or try and put less on your plate. Just don't have those high expectations for yourself to feel super motivated and super productive and super on it during this particular time of the month. This is a great time for rest and retreat. So even if you're working a typical nine to five, those hours outside of work, make those really a time for rest and retreat, spending some alone time, not having a lot of social engagements during this time, maybe a few little extra self-care bits that you can pull into your week, especially for those first few days that you're bleeding. The gift of this bleeding phase is that your intuition is on point. You are really sensitive to what's going on in your life and what's going on outside of your life. So you might notice at this time that things that maybe just seem like little annoyances start to actually feel like a bigger deal. And that is a sign from your body, from your intuition, that there's something in your life that needs to be shifted. Your energy, like I said, during this phase is probably going to be quite low. And to honor that, to respect your body, you want to not do any crazy intense exercise during this phase. This is a time for rest, for walking, for some yoga nidra, right? Things that are going to be resting and restorative rather than really intense exercise. And so from a self-care perspective, I want to encourage you to take as much rest as your body needs during this time. Now let's move into the follicular phase. So again, this is between the bleeding phase going towards ovulation. And as far as the moon is concerned, this is the waxing time. The moon is getting bigger in the sky. So during this follicular phase, your creative power is at an all-time high. And your physical energy is ramping up during this phase, during this week or two of your cycle. Your heart and your mind are open, and this is a great time to start new projects and to plan for the month ahead. It's also a great time to start tackling difficult tasks and to dream, to envision, to plan for the month or, or further, right? <laughs> Your appetite might also start to increase as estrogen peaks 
towards the later part of this phase. So again, appetite is one of those things that increases and decreases throughout the month according to the hormone flow in our body. The gift of this phase is that you are a creative genius. Your creativity is at an all-time high. So take on creative projects and really allow yourself to explore that gift. Your energy is going from low to increasing, increasing, increasing as you get closer to ovulation. When we think about exercise and movement here, we want to think about warming up. So you might do a vinyasa yoga or something that is starting to build energy, build heat in your body, but not too crazy yet. <laughs> and for self-care here, we want to think about making time for creative projects. Also making time to visualize and to dream big. Next, we have the ovulatory phase. So this is when we are ovulating and when the moon is full. Lovely. Here we have that creative power, right? Our creativity is high and we have a lot of physical energy. So that creativity and that physical energy make this a great time to socialize, to network, to get out and date. If you are a single person or if you're not a single person, your sex drive is probably also nice and high right now. So you might wanna add a few extra dates with your husband in. Your communication and collaboration skills are at their height. So this is a great time to have important conversations, to negotiate deals, to work with your team, right? And to put yourself in those social situations and maybe to take on any difficult conversations. You want to put your persuasive ability to work during this phase. And you're also at your most magnetic. People are attracted to you during this phase of your cycle. So the gift here is that magnetism. People are drawn to you. You'll also probably have a pretty high sex drive, which can be a really nice gift too. <laughs> Our energy during this level is quite high. This is where you're probably going to have the highest energy of any point in the cycle. And so for an exercise or a movement practice during this time, get your cardio in, do those hit exercises, that power yoga, anything that's going to get your heart pumping, this is the time to do those more intense movement practices. Now, for self-care, we do want to balance that by making sure that we're not over-scheduling ourselves and burning ourselves out. We can have all of this energy, so we put a ton of things on our plate, and then as we're moving through that, we realize, oh, wow, that was a lot. It's one of those things like, you know, when you're eating and you're like, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. <laughs> so maybe in this case, you are your uh, perception of what you can handle is a bit larger than your reality. So you want to make sure to not over schedule yourself, especially making plans for the luteal phase, the next, the fourth, the last phase that we'll chat about in our menstrual cycle. So you want to make sure that your ovulatory phase self isn't over scheduling your luteal phase self. So this luteal phase corresponds to the waning moon cycle. 
right? The moon is getting smaller and smaller in the sky. During this phase, your intuition is ramping up and your observation skills are peaking. You are focused, you are detail-oriented, you are primed to get stuff done. And you'll feel a lot of pleasure by getting tasks done during this phase. This is kind of a phase of wrapping things up before you're going into that bleeding phase. Use this time to wrap things up <laughs> to bring things to completion. This is also a great time for planning and organization. You can allow yourself to be less social during this time, especially as you start to get closer to that bleeding phase. You might feel yourself wanting to turn inward and reflect more, so honor that. Towards the end of this phase, you also might start to feel low or off for no reason. I know this definitely happens for me. A few days before my period, maybe the week before my period, I start to feel a little bit low and there really isn't any explanation for it other than this is the time in my period when I tend to have those feelings. And especially if your mind and body are not in balance, this might be really intense for you. These low feelings might be really intense. Also, pre-period cravings are quite common as your body makes preparations to lose a lot of blood and nutrients through the bleeding phase. So again, your appetite will ebb and flow throughout the month. That is totally normal and fine. The gift of this luteal phase period is high focus. And like I mentioned, increased observational skills. Your energy is going to be decreasing. So we're going from the high energy of the ovulatory phase, lowering, lowering, lowering as we get closer to our period. And so for exercise, you want to think about cooling down. So not that crazy, <laughs> um, very intense exercise of the ovulatory phase, but you can still have some movement, have some, um, you know, vinyasa type yoga or something like that as a cool down during this phase. So for self-care, making some extra time for reflection and contemplation can be great during this phase because like I said, your intuition is really coming online, really on point during this particular phase. So it can be a great time to get in touch with that and figure out what's going on inside, <laughs> starting to release anything or shift anything in your life that feels a bit off. So those are our four phases. That little bit of information that I just gave you for me has been transformative, like literally transformative in my life. Tapping into those energetics, kind of knowing what's coming, knowing that what I'm feeling is normal, it's okay, <laughs> as things ebb and flow is really key. And Aligning your life with your menstrual cycle with the moon when it comes to the type of self-care that you're doing during that phase and the type of movement that you're doing, right? So many people are like, I go on a seven mile run every single day, all throughout the month. And they're not respecting the natural ebbs and flows of their cycle, right? And so we wanna see how can all of my lifestyle practices begin to 
ebb and flow with the seasons of life, right? That is the art of Ayurveda. The art of Ayurveda is tapping into the energetics of nature, natural cycles, my natural cycles that are going on in my body and honoring those things, right? Aligning our lives with those cycles. So to make this really practical, last time on the podcast, I shared a planning exercise that I do at the beginning of each week, right? That was a really practical way to bring all the information that I just shared with you today into your life. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I basically just mentioned three questions that I ask myself at the beginning of every week. I look at where I am in my menstrual cycle, I look at where we are in the moon cycle, and then I ponder, reflect, plan, different ways that I can respect and align my life, my planning, maybe the way I'm working out or my work or my self-care practices with my menstrual cycle and the moon cycle. So if you haven't listened to that episode, do go back, check that one out because I go a bit deeper into each of those questions there. That is all that I have for you today. That was a lot of information. (laughs) Feel free to go back and listen to this to really let it sink in. And it might be really helpful as you're reflecting or planning your week to come back to this episode and listen to the part of the episode that speaks to the phase of your menstrual cycle that you are in. And in that way, you can start tapping into these gifts, start aligning your life with the moon cycle, with your menstrual cycle, and start working with your menstrual cycle instead of against it. Please let me know what insights you had during this episode. I would love to hear from you. My email address is hello at theevapeterson.com. And I will see you next week. Have an absolutely beautiful week. Ciao. If you enjoyed today's chat, I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your change-making journey, please check out my free guide, Self-Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide, the show notes, and other resources on my website, at happymehappyearth.com. As always, it's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.